It's deciding time. Welcome to the Games Beat Decides podcast, your weekly source for guys taking video games far too seriously. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. With me is Mike Minotti. That's me. Mike, uh, today we're going to be talking about the best 3DS games and the future of the 3DS. Uh, I'm going to thank everyone for joining us before I even acknowledge your existence. That's okay. Uh, Gamesbeat.com. Uh, email us at gamespluspodcastadventurebeat.com. Uh, you can like us on you know the, the iTunes five star reviews. Rec- uh, you know, subscribe on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. And Mike, I am so very sleepy. I'm tired too. Not as good a reason for you, Jeff. Jeff is a new father, everybody. So that's exciting. If you're watching on the video, I'm gonna I'm gonna stare in the camera. I want you to look in the eyes of someone that does not know sleep anymore. And you can hear <laughs> it in my voice on the podcast. Um, I don't know, Mike, I'm, I'm still excited about the switch. Uh, and we were trying to think of a, a topic and this one kind of came up because of the switch. Uh, we're right. wondering if it's going to replace the 3ds. So I, I, I heard a lot of people talking, Mike, I, yeah. Mike, I hear people talk. Nintendo's uh, wording on this is interesting because I think a lot of us expected them to, you know, kind of like what they were saying about the DS when it was coming out. Well, the Game Boy Advance, you know, was old, but still had a pretty mm-hmm. big, you know, user base, you know, still selling some games. So when the DS was coming out, they're like, oh, this isn't replacing the, the Game Boy Advance or the Game Boy line. There will be more Game Boys. Then when the DS was a hit, it's like, oh, yeah, it's totally the replacement. And they're kind of right. doing a similar thing with the Switch uh-huh. here. Although I almost wonder they're being a little too adamant about it to maybe the Switch's detriment. Like they 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 haven't actually made very many overtures to their portable market to explain to them why they would want to switch. They really are marketing the Switch first and foremost as a home console. I can understand why they would do that. That makes sense. And and you're right. They haven't done the overtures with. Um, Showing off games that appeal very much to that mobile the mobile crowd, the handheld crowd, like things like Rhythm Heaven, uh, things that I like a lot. Uh, you, they didn't have those kinds of games on the system when they were showing when they were showing off the Switch a few weeks back. Uh, instead, it was a lot of console games you take on the move, you know, Vita Two kind of stuff. But we'll um, we'll, we'll I think we'll talk about that a little bit more because I, I actually want to kind of really get into to whether or not the uh, the Switch is going to replace the 3DS. We're not going to take a ton of time talking about that, but before we should probably just talk about the best 3DS games. Ooh. Maybe establish what the 3DS was and why, and whether or not it needs a replacement beyond the Switch. Uh, see if there's even a need for it. Um, so I, I guess I mean maybe we could just start like uh, by listing some stuff. And I think I, yeah, I wrote it down a bunch. Mike, do you want to kind of pick one and say you know one of the best 3DS games? Man, I'm trying to think what I should pick. Should I just pick the one that I think is the best? Uh, lead into it I a little know. bit. I, I I think I just will. I mean, I, I, Legend of Zelda: Link Between Worlds. You know, that's a very good video game. That was just fantastic, right? And it Man. was it, like the the portable Zelda games have actually always been really good for the most part. But like you know, a, a lot of times they do kind of sometimes feel like yeah, these these ones aren't quite as important or good as the console ones, you know, maybe whatever. But Link Between Worlds that was just one of the best Zelda games to come out may, probably ever. That's I think yeah. it's probably a top five for me in that whole series. It was just let's super just fun. let's stop the podcast and go play that game again. I know, I know. I, I, like oh, I do need to play that one again soon. I uh, played fun. it. I was like super sad because like the, the new three or not the three DS XL had come out at that point, but I. My wife had bought it for me. I knew she bought it for me, but she wasn't going to give it to me until my birthday, like three <laughs> months later. So I had 
Zelda. And I'm like, well, should I just wait to play it on the XL so I have a slightly bigger screen? And then I didn't. I played it all the way through. I don't regret it, but I'm like, I, sh- I have a good reason to kind of play it again. I'll, I'll play it on the slightly bigger screen and enjoy it all over again. I never have, but I really want to because that game is just spectacular. It's super cool. It's just the, the design is really neat. The whole kind of nonlinear aspect. It it Unlike so many of the modern Zeldas, it starts so quickly. Yeah. Uh, that's like one of the reasons why... Some of my least favorite games in that series were actually the two DS ones, mm-hmm. um, and and not really because like the touchscreen yeah. controls or anything. That actually worked surprisingly well. It was just the it was just they were so slow, especially in the beginning, and it, sometimes they just weren't kind of fast paced enough. Like I understand Zelda's about exploration and what have you, but it just felt like those games were crawling along sometimes. A link between worlds, like you you know you get going. And just so many cool new ideas. The whole turning into a painting thing was was neat. All the the renting yeah. items, which like sounded super. I hated that idea when I first heard about it. Yeah, I was like, oh, it totally worked. Yeah, yeah, I was really skeptical on that. Also, one of the few games where like the whole three D stuff was like pretty well done and cool. Which is interesting how these days, like so many games, like the new Pokemon that came out three DS barely has any 3d functionality right. whatsoever and it, the system's called turn, the 3ds it just right? turns it off yeah right it's, it's not even like an option it's just you turn it off you can't even use it and that's kind of the weird thing about the 3ds and the wii u is like their big touted features were essentially eventually ignored yeah i always like the 3d i always use it but, I, uh, I use it as much as i can usually for, mm-hmm. it depends on game link between worlds was one i had it on every time oh yeah because it just looks cool yeah, you're right. You're right about that game. Definitely, it had the sense of speed where you're just like moving through everything that I just I really appreciated, and the puzzles were so good in the dungeons. Uh, yeah, um, some other good games. Uh, maybe I think on the other end of the spectrum, because like, I think that's like a big Nintendo franchise that they have sure. to put out on, on their systems to really make it a Nintendo system. I think on the other end, there are these smaller games that make the Nintendo handheld platforms good Nintendo handheld platforms. One for me is uh, the P- Picross 3D Round Two. I think the previous Picross 3D came out on the DS, maybe. It was a long time ago. Uh, this one is, it's it's just as good. It's just like the, the simple puzzle game. I'm not sure if people are familiar with Picross, where you, um, you get like, a, like numbers on the side. It's a lot like Sudoku, but instead of filling in like your, your digits one through nine, you are removing blocks in a cube to make an image. And in 3D, it is a 3D cube. It's not just like a 2D grid. Um, it seems like a very simple idea, not even not something you would necessarily even need a video game for, but Nintendo does a great job of designing it and taking advantages of the way that, that it is a video game um, where you get to see like the actual image, what it looks like kind of forming as you're building it. There are multiple color schemes to the numbers that uh, have different meanings, things like that. I won't get into like exactly how the game works, but it's very complex and it only works as a video game. Um, And it's just such a good idea for a handheld game um, one that I, I wish, I wish like I could get it like, something like that on like my mobile phone, but mobile developers just never nail these kinds of ideas as well as Nintendo does. Um, so, so yeah, it's perfect for, for a handheld. See, it's interesting because I, I never really played Picross. And in general, when I'm looking at my list, a, a lot of my games for the 3DS are actually kind of Nintendo tentpole well, things. They were still great like on right. the system. And when, like, thinking back to the DS, for example, I think a lot of my games are kind of more weird sort of Slightly more offbeat. Like the, the original DS seemed like the slightly more offbeat system. Like yeah, yeah. This kind of like interesting, strange things like Ghost Trick and um, the World yeah. Ends with You and Elite, Elite Beat Age. Age. Oh, Elite Beat Age was the best yeah. game on that one, system. That's probably one of the best games of all time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But um. So yeah. So that's so what's kind of interesting to me when I'm like looking at. It's so, like another one that I think I'll, I'll throw out just right now is Fire Emblem Awakening, which without a doubt, 
which, um, God, that was just such a, it was almost kind of like the Ocarina of Time for that series in a mm-hmm. way. Or there's some sort of maybe better comparison, but you know, there's been yeah. Fire Emblem games forever, and even in the U.S. Now we've had a f- quite a few of them, mm-hmm. and it was always such a kind of a lower tier Nintendo franchise. Like people liked them, I-, I liked them. Yeah, but it wasn't even like people didn't even like consider it with like F Zero or um, no. like Metroid, you know, Mario Kart. It was always well below any of those things. Yeah, then Awakening comes out, and they even said, like, oh, this one doesn't do well, this is probably going to be it, and that, you know, they really just knocked that one specifically out of the park. Just I mean, super... Maybe it was, like, Final Fantasy VII is the good comparison. Maybe that there. is good, because, yeah, it was, a, little it was bit. a thing, yeah. Yeah, but and, and it had its fans, but it, there was just this nexus of of the 3DS performing really well, the... Um, that that game having a really cool look and feel in like advertising and the, all the videos Nintendo was doing about it and people like those strategy games and you know there was relationship building and kissing and people were finally like being like okay with like kissing in video games and stuff like that and like that's like actually a pretty big part of that game so it like it hit a lot of different um types of people who enjoy games and it hit them all very well and it, man that game is also very very good yeah, it's just very just presentation was super fun, just really memorable characters. Even right. you know, I I liked Fates, but it always kind of felt like a little lesser than Awakening in certain right. ways. Like some of the features from Awakening were kind of just added into Fates because like, well, this was popular in Awakening. We need to right. do it again here. But yeah, I think was, they were they're on the sophomore slump a little bit there. Not that it was a huge slump. It was just they were definitely feeling the uh, the the effects of right. having a mega popular well, game. Like the ambition of Fate was like its whole kind of three campaigns thing, which was cool. But yeah, you know, I mean, overall yeah. it's it, Awakening is probably the better experience. Type it's just like such sure. a, yeah, it's such an impact. I mean, I don't know if you saw because you're kind of busy with the baby and everything, but they had their Fire Emblem Nintendo Direct, and yeah, you know, I just, listened to your other podcast about it, and I uh, got, kind of got caught up. And I it, that it's kind of insane. Like right. from Awakening, it blew up into this huge thing that now Nintendo is treating like. Zelda and Mario than Fire Emblem almost. Like, we haven't had a real Metroid game. We had that one DS one, right. whatever. We haven't had a real Metroid game in forever. We're going to get like four Fire Emblem games this year. And one of them's on mobile. Like they did yeah. mobile, they went the experiment, Mario, and now Fire Emblem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they did, they figured out like what, how mobile is going to work with their Mitomo social thing, which is whatever. But then Mario came out and they rushed that out because they wanted to get some money. But then it's like, yeah, Fire Emblem is like their go to. And I, I, I can't say actually how frustrating it is to have to be rocking the baby to sleep in one arm and holding my phone and not have Fire Emblem, like, knowing <laughs> it's coming out in like a couple of weeks. Like, oh, it's, it's like, going to be good. It's like two weeks. I'm like, why can't I just have it right now? Mm-hmm. I'm like so bored. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And and it, I liked I liked Fire Emblem, but I didn't like it as much as Advance Wars. I would have much preferred a million more Advance Wars. Yeah, I'm Fire more Emblem. of a Fire Emblem guy. I, but but Awakening finally won me over to be like, okay, I am totally okay with the with the uh, Fire Emblem games now, and I can understand how this game has blown up and now there probably won't be a lot more advanced war- wars games. And I'm okay with that because awakening was so good. Right. And I'm, and I am sorry that it's, and this is actually one of the things that makes me believe that Nintendo is actually putting more development focus on the switch and it's letting on, especially these teams that used to make 3ds games. Cause the next fire Emblem game is, you know, there, there's like that guide in or whatever coming out this year, pretty soon, but the next, that's like a, that, full, that's a remake. I just want to remake. Check, so. Okay. Yeah, I've been watching the, direct, the yeah. second one that came okay. out for the NES. So and but the next full on Fire Emblem game is coming out for the Switch and you know they yeah, obviously we don't know but I'm assuming that is the Awakening Fates team right yeah if it's coming out in 2018 yeah yeah so that's you know so that's cool 
And, and, and I'm I'm glad to hear that. I'm, uh, I'm oh, yeah. excited about Fire Emblem. Very and, and Fire Emblem Awakening is the reason. It's the whole thing that kind of oh god yeah brought this all together. Um, let's see. Uh, I guess uh, back to me to pick one. Um, let's just go back to that kind of that same kind of game. I mentioned it earlier. Ry- Rhythm Heaven of uh, Fever. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rhythm Heaven games have always been really good. They're from the WarioWare team. Uh, WarioWare is one of my Pretty favorite similar franchises. Thing. It's very similar in ter- but the, you know instead of. Just little games. It's little musical games. A um, bunch of small little uh, rhythm-based music games. Uh, and what it does is it brings in all that wacky humor, uh, weird stuff happening. Um, you're you know you're playing you're like playing tennis and you're flicking the screen. That was on the DS. And now it's you know, you're playing with buttons or you're um, jumping around with monkeys. And it's all all this r- really wild stuff that's happening. But uh, they kind of perfected the the. Uh, the way it works on the 3ds with this fever game in, ter- in terms of the games were always too difficult. They were very hard. Um, even if you were, I think pretty good at rhythm games, there were, you would come across a couple of the, these mini rhythm heaven games that were too difficult to get past and people get frustrated. So they found a balance of creating an early campaign that felt like a whole campaign where it was basically, you basically, you were playing on like an easy medium mode in between there. Uh, and you could like, you could amp up that difficulty and it would still just be like a medium hard and you wouldn't really, realized that you weren't playing the hardest difficulty. And once you got through that campaign and learned all the ins and outs of the way that these rhythm games worked, you would get to this like final boss rush thing. And it, it, it worked just by, you know, giving you all these same games all over again, but really in their real state and like with their real difficulty. And by then I was prepared for it. And I was finally enjoying the rhythm heaven games to like their full potential. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad they, they didn't give up on the series. I'm glad it's on the 3DS. Yeah, those uh, those are always kind of fun games that I'm I'm definitely glad are around. Yeah, for sure. You got what what else, what else you got? We got a I got a couple more on here. Yeah, so one that isn't really Nintendo necessarily, but uh, I, yeah. one of my favorite things with uh, portable systems in general is playing JRPGs on them. That's like a, just a whole genre that it's it's always difficult for me to play those like as a home console thing now. I just kind of like playing it for an hour or two, like right when I go to bed or you know, kind of wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best. JRPGs released for the 3DS were uh, the Bravely Default series, and I actually had a hard time picking one or the other because because Bravely Default really? was like the first, yeah. Well, Bravely Default was the first one; it was kind of fresher. But second was probably overall better. It was definitely better paced. I, I think I forget if you played these games. No, I I'm, I always wanted to try Bra- Bravely Default, but the demo turned me off, and it turned out the demo was like kind of not like the game at all. Uh, see, I didn't so, see, I didn't play that demo really. So I yeah, I think know. you're benefited from that, but yeah, I, but I always, I've always wanted to, and I, I, but I, I wasn't sure if like Bravely Second was just more of the same, and so people would be like, oh well, Bravely Default's fresher, like you were saying, but no, Second is an improvement, right? Well, the, Bravely Default is this one problem that people go on about, where like spoilers, whatever, not small spoilers. There's kind of a time loop at some point it gets introduced. As part of that time loop, you're sort of replaying things a lot. In order to like get like the best ending or to get all the all the items and stuff, you kind of have to like redo these boss fights again and again, and they're like slightly different each time, but only slightly. So there, there's this kind of repetitive section of really default that goes on for a while and kind of turned a lot of people off. And second mm-hmm. doesn't really have anything like that necessarily, which kind of helps it out a bit. But just, but both games are just they have this really interesting battle system where like you can kind of like turns themselves are a currency that you can either spend, like you can like overspend so that you're going to be like in your character's going to be inactive for a while. Or you can like, when you defend, you store a turn. So you get defend for three turns. Then on your fourth turn, fourth turn, like use two attacks and two magic spells or something right. like that. So it was, and it also has basically the Final Fantasy five job system, which is like one of my favorite class systems in an RPG. 
where you know you're like you're picking class you can change your class you like level up your class independently and you're unlocking new abilities you can use some of those abilities even when you're using a different class so you can kind of make these weird combos so yeah just kind of tickle just a lot of my jrpg uh bones and especially for square enix they don't do a whole lot of traditional jrpgs anymore it was just really fun stuff yeah i think that was the start of like square enix being like we're going to maybe give these traditional rpgs another shot we're going to try it with this one work with this developer see if we can get out there and see if it works out and it did really well and now it seems like it might be encouraging them to do a lot more right and they've done some like things like world of final fantasy and and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so yeah and you know dragon quest whatever you know that um i think uh i want to mention a couple and then i'll mention the real one i want to talk about here um so I like Mario Kart 7 and mm-hmm. Animal Crossing New Leaf on the 3DS. They're, they're very much continuations of, of the series as we knew them, uh, and they are, didn't make a ton of changes. Um, but they feel like they are – they've refined everything about those things that I like to a point where they are great as a handheld game. I can play them a ton. I still love the way they feel. I still love collecting stuff in Animal Crossing. I still love doing an online match in Mario Kart 7. Um, and uh, And – it kind of almost feels like where do you go from here in those ser- in those franchises, and that might be one of the reasons why we're getting like Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Right. Is uh, that kind of the weird thing? Switch. It's like I, I'm almost as excited for Mario Kart Mario Kart Eight Deluxe as I would be for Mario Kart Nine at this point, right? Yes, yeah, especially yeah, exactly. with adding the battle modes, was like kind of the one sin of Mario Kart Eight, anyway. Right. So and like because sure. like the jump from seven to eight, even though it went from the 3DS to the Wii U, it was really HD graphics and a few other things, but they had like kind of really figured out how to make the, uh, the, you know, the power slides work without enabling cheating and stuff like that, where people are like snaking their way to victories. All these other things have bothered me about previous Mario Kart games. they had like fixed all these small little tiny problems and then they just turned, made it HD and it's like, well, now it's going to be what just, it's going to be portable again. So it's still in HD. So, so we'll see there. Um, and Animal Crossing, same thing. I hope they're going to have the mobile game. We'll see if that's going to shake things up a ton. They'll probably have a lot of microtransactions there, and we'll see how that works. But Just yeah, so but my, my, I think the real one I want to talk about, and this is probably the last one, and I'll see if you have anything else. Uh, Mario 3D Land. I, yeah, I, that's one. Really, I yeah, really like this game. Um, it 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 was definitely Nintendo trying to figure out a way to do their 3D games in a way that was as simple as their 2D games. Um, Mario 2D games always sell better than the 3D games. Yes. Uh, and that's just because more people find them easier to uh, approach. You go up, you know how to play a 2D Mario. Everyone knows how to play a 2D Mario. 3D Mario, people, st- you bring in the, the, the camera and people get confused and they get turned away. And Nintendo knows this and that's why they did things like Galaxy where they try to figure out like these rotating planets where you can see around them without having to move the camera around a ton. Um, 3D Land just sort of t- took... Uh, 3D Mario and put it more on a moving 2D plane. Yeah, yeah. There's, it, it's almost isometric. Yeah, and it's Sonic yeah. 3D Blast. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was Super excited. Mario 3D Blast. Oh, I can't believe uh, I never made that joke before. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I want that actual game to exist with with like those old sprite <laughs> graphics. Um, I, I don't know. It was just a. It's a solid Mario platformer. Uh, it's really good on the 3DS. The 3D was very good. It's the one game where the 3D I 3D like, was look- really good. They would actually have like things that you need the 3D for. Like they would kind of like position these blocks in a way where yeah. they almost looked like they're flat. When you turn the 3D on, you could see like the you dimensions. Could see, like, the little gap. Yeah. Yeah. And you could cool. see how it was hovering. And it was like the one game where like if I had the character and I was looking like directly down on top of them and I'd hit the jump button, it was the one where it almost looked like the character was jumping up out of the screen. 
Most other games, it was like there was a lot of depth. This is the one where it's like it kind of looked like he was jumping out, and Wait, I was, I was very worlds impressed would do by that, that too, which is what that's true. I love that Especially when we had like You're that right. one item. I think it was like a, some sort of propeller where he like literally seemed to fly yeah. out of and the. There, there, yeah, there was like these like jumping pads too that would do the same thing, and I'm like I'm remembering that, and I want to play Zelda again, which I think uh, is the theme oh, today. Yeah, both of these games like are probably some of the two most replayable. I, I love the yeah. 3D son, uh, Mario games probably more so than the, the 2D ones. Uh, and just having that on portable for the first time was just really cool. Right. And it, it, I think it is smart, especially to, if you're doing the portable one, to have that more kind of linear, uh, yeah, I don't want to say simplified, but kind of approach as opposed to the more open I, stuff you get with like Sunshine and sixty four. Like it just yeah, makes th- sense. Yeah, because you're like you're not gonna you might you're like, playing lose a level here and there sometimes. Yeah, exactly. You just want to like have a an endpoint. You want to have a, something that you can uh, try to to find in a small chunk of time and not be like, okay, what was I doing here? What was I trying to do running around? Not that like Super Mario sixty four or. or um, you know, sunshine were these huge sprawling areas, but there was enough stuff going on there where you could be like, I could get a little lost if I was coming back after a, you know, a certain point of time. So yeah, you're right. That was definitely a smart decision. Um, and, and maybe that kind of separates like why you would maybe want a portable and, and a home console, uh, as separate stuff, but I don't know. Well, we'll get to that in, in just a second. Mike, do you have any other 3DS games you really want to touch on? So I guess just a few more that yeah, I, please. Would I like to talk about. So Smash Bros. on 3DS. I, I just like Smash Bros. a lot. I yeah. thought it was super cool that you had that whole game basically on 3DS. They um, pulled it off, for sure. Yeah, exactly. They, it worked surprisingly well. Um, I even have one friend who we would at tournaments. He would actually use his 3DS as the controller, and he would win sometimes. So, you know, wow. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I just, just I was just really impressed with that. I love Smash Brothers. And mm-hmm. It's great that like I could essentially practice with that in a way. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm like, all right, I'm gonna just play this character a bunch. And for traveling, that was like always my go-to because if I have like a minute here or there, I can just play against a level one I computer for a bit and mess around. And that was just so such an easy way to kill time. Uh, Kirby Triple Deluxe. There's there's two yeah. two Kirby games. I haven't actually beaten Planet Robobot yet, but um, it's it seems to be about as good. You have played it though. Yeah, I've played it a bit. Okay, okay. Uh, they're both super good. As far as, like, the Nintendo 2D platformers action system, I think they're by far my favorite. They're uh, they're really just kind of clever, cheerful, uh, but they're, they, they do really interesting things with the 3D, specifically in kind of, like, uh, almost kind of remember, did you play the Wario game for uh, the Virtual Boy? Uh, yes, totally. I totally did, yes. It reminds me of that bit, because he's kind of going back and forth between the two planes. Donkey Kong Country would do this, too, a bit. The returns, the retro ones. Right. And there would just be other kind of interesting things, like he'll be holding, like, this really long rod in the background, and, like, it would extend to the foreground, like, 2D plane. Sometimes cool. you'd have to, like, jump and, like, make it, like, go past certain obstacles and stuff like that. Um, it, it also like that. It kind of brought back a lot of the Kirby Superstar, like... Like, when you got an ability, it wasn't just, oh, now when you push B, you shoot a fire breath. It was like you had a whole move set along with that ability, which kind of just added a little bit more depth to it. So, that just I was just a really big fan of those games. And, I you know, there's so many Kirby games now, I understand that some people are a little right. numb to it. I, but I, I wish I would have played them, because you always talk highly of them. I think the, the, those are the two games I actually think I might regret missing the most on the system. And I might at least pick up Triple Deluxe on uh, the eShop and give it a shot. Give it a shot. They're fun. Uh, then, real quick, just real quick, I really like Phoenix Wright. 
Yeah, there's two released for 3DS. The last one was the better one, Spirit of Justice. Just, you know, you kind of like those puzzle adventure game things with that. At this point, it's it's kind of like a chicken soup thing, right? It's just a, that familiar cast of characters right. that you like, and you're happy to see them all back and whatnot. So, but yeah, just wanted to throw that in there. Did you ever play Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon? I played, you know what? I played half and I liked it a lot. I mean, a lot maybe pushing it, but I never beat it. Like, there was a point where I was just like, eh, I gotta play something else now. A lot of people liked it, and I never tried it. A lot of people it. liked it a lot, yeah. And I liked it, but I didn't quite love it. Yeah. I there, And there were other, like, really great 3DS games that were, like, also multi-platform, but I really enjoyed them on the 3DS, like um, Shovel Knight. I was about to say Shovel Knight, yeah. Yeah, Shovel Knight worked really well. Um, what else? The SteamWorld Heist. I've been playing that kind of for, like, the last year, and I still really like it. Um Let's see what else. Oh, all the 3D Sega Genesis ports. Uh, yeah. I love Gunstar Heroes and Streets of Rage 2. Like, me and my wife. Yeah, Sonic played, 1 and uh, Sonic 2 are really good in that, those 3D Yeah, things. exactly. They're, they're, like, really surprisingly well done. Um, my wife, like, I had my old 3DS, and I got, I bought it again on that system so that we could play Streets of Rage 2 uh, two-player, um, you know, with side-by-side, side, both in the 3D, and we really had a good time with that. Uh, that, that it's cool stuff. But, yeah. Um 3ds a lot of good games very good system yes i yeah i agree will it okay so let's just let's flip right into this next the, the next thing we've touched uh, touched on it a bunch throughout this discussion but let's kind of like actually figure this out um is there going to be more great 3ds games in the future beyond what obviously they're going to release new pokemon games this this year uh probably remakes of something uh you know in time for this holiday on the 3ds because they will always do that um, with their older systems until it's like well past the point of penetration for something like the switch. But I just don't know, Mike, I, I really, I always thought it was going to be the switch replacing both systems. Right. But then that kind of the presentation almost made you think a little bit, maybe not, but I, I still, I still don't, th- I think this year we're getting games, right? Cause we already know about things right. like that fire album, that, that uh, 2d Pikmin game and, and, and stuff like that. Right. Um, but I, I, <sighs> If this thing does decently well, right? If like if this thing can sell, I don't know. I don't know what a good first year would be. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, fifteen twenty million. It, you know, it would already sell more than the Wii U did. But right. You know, at, at what point did you say, "Hey, why the heck not?" Like instead of making, you know, Pokemon Star or whatever, like the the next thing is at their Sun and Moon. Like, why not just release like a slightly better version of that game for the Switch? Like. Is it, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have to look like a, you know, a Xbox One game or a console game, this is what I think. It could still kind of look like that, look just a little bit better and say, hey, look, you could play it on the Switch now. And I think that right. would just do such wonders for that system, right? Yeah. And it, it, it's not just that it would do wonders, it would make a lot of sense. Like, mm-hmm. um, you're that, okay. So people, the big reason that people think that I think they think the Switch won't be a, a handheld, or at least a decent handheld, is the battery life. And that just makes no sense to me. I think people... The battery heard, life's not that much worse than the 3 d Right, they heard the numbers and they didn't, like, uh, they didn't... They just didn't do any research. Like, so, like, Nintendo said 2.5 to 6 hours, and it is, on the low end, it is lower than most other systems. But, like, you, I, I think we, we talked about this a little bit, like, the 3DS, uh, new 3DS was, like, 3 hours to 7 hours. But with like the original 3DS was three to five hours, so like on the high end, it wasn't going as long as the as the Switch and the Vita itself. Like Vita, you know, their handheld that's very similar in concept to the Switch, also was like three to five hours. It was just these are all systems that that have that kind of range, and I just think people are are expecting it to be like a tablet and um and kind of last all day. But a t- no tablet lasts all day when you're playing a game with the screen on nonstop. 
the bigger issue for me is like the actual portability, right? Like it's not going to be as easy to take with you to places as a 3DS. Like that classic clamshell design that they've had since the Game Boy Advance SP has always been so nice for that. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's this, you know, this thing's not going to be able to easily fit into a pocket or whatnot. You're going to have to get like some sort of a case for it. You're going to have to maybe put it in, like a bag or, or of some kind, right? So that. You know, and is that even that much of an issue now that, you know, some people are used to mm. taking tablets with them everywhere and stuff right. like that? Maybe not. Yeah, your phone, yeah, your phone goes in your pocket, you know, and it's going to run up, rub up against your keys, like, because it does, there's no cover for your phone unless you go out and buy one. You can, I'm sure you'll be, able, you'll be able to buy one for the Switch. So I think you're right. The mental gap has already been crossed there by most people where they know, like, I can, this, the system's probably going to survive. It's going to be built well enough. I could throw it in a bag and pull it out anywhere. You know, maybe it won't fit in my pocket, but, you know, me, it, it probably will fit in my pocket. Um, you have big pockets. I have big po- Mike, my pockets are pretty big. They're huge. Um, okay, but here, here's the thing. I'm just, I'm trying to imagine what in the hell a new Nintendo handheld existing in unison with the Switch would even look like. Like would we be were so just ta- strange. It would be so strange. We were talking about Mario Kart. What the fuck Mario? Like there's, a, there's no Nintendo I- system without a Mario Kart. It just won't happen. There's no Nintendo would yeah, not make a system where. What does the next portable Mario Kart look right. like? It would just Compared be. It would just get so Deluxe. close to the Switch already, anyways. At that right. point, it would be Why distracting. Not? Yeah, exactly. And it'd be like, wait, so can I play this on my Switch or not? Like, it looks exactly the same or, no. or really cool. And wait, so does it not work? What it, like what is the point? Why wouldn't you just make a Switch SP or a Switch Lite that is slightly maybe smaller? maybe more built to just be a handheld and release that in like in 2018, 2019. That makes way more sense to me. Yeah. I think there's two things that could happen. I think either the 3ds just has an extended lifespan. And I think this is even less likely, right? Like where they just keep releasing games for that for a few more years still. Right. Or, or, or um, it's just, you know, all gets moved to the switch. I have a hard time seeing like the 3ds two. Yeah, uh, for real. Being a and that's thing. A, it's, just, it's bizarre. I, and I see people saying that all the time. And I, it's so, it's just really hard. It's like, have you just not thought it through? Like, what, what, what happens in a game in, in a world where the games look exactly alike, but one's the handheld and one's the the one's right. also and, the and handheld why, and a home console. And I think that's why the switch kind of happened when it did, because we are kind of at this cross section yes. where the, they're, they're getting so close anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you know, a lot of, you know, you have like Xeno, something like Xenoblade Chronicles on the 3DS. You know, that was a Wii game a little bit ago. Right. right. I mean, you know, just it's so much. Of, even if you look at the Vita, like so much of that stuff. I mean, Gravity Rush was on Vita at first. Now it's on PlayStation 4. And sure, it looks better, but it, you know, it was a Vita game. Same thing with Tearaway. Right. We're, we're getting to that point now where we're porting the the portable games to like the home yeah, consoles. Because they look so good. We want to play them yeah. on our big TVs. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and, and I think it's sad in a way. Like, I kind of get that. Like, I, I I've always been a big fan of portable gaming. Like that, and, and it definitely won't be the same when it's kind of just one system doing both of them. Right, but Nintendo could. There, there's way. There's ways to still make it feel more like a handheld sure. system than it could. But I I, I interrupted you. I, I do like. No, I do. Well, I do like your idea that like at some point there could be a switch that is more kind of portable first. Like, you, you could still maybe longer battery it. life. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, longer battery life, maybe it's actually a little smaller yeah. or something like that. Maybe it has a clamshell somehow. Yeah, I exactly. I, w- I would love that, actually. <laughs> right? But, uh, oh, my God, yeah. But, yeah, there's, I, like, things they can do. Yeah, and uh, I think the biggest thing they can do is those games, like Rhythm Heaven and Picross, those ones that have always been on the handheld, make sense on the handheld, and belong on the handheld. At E3, 
come out and be like, okay, and now here is how this is system is also handled. You've already bought it as the home console. We've been shipping it as the home console. That's what we've been telling you. Now, here are all those teams that we also folded into into one group that are working on games like Pushmo and Crashmo, things like that. Yeah. Those ones that are going to be maybe eShop first uh, rather than retail releases. If, if they come up with that stuff they can make this still feel very much like a handheld console. And that's the really the only thing that kind of held it back, I think, at this point. The battery life, that was it, but people were just confused there. I don't think they quite... Yeah, I mean, it's not a great battery life, but it's not like... No, yeah, no like way. A, ...an end-all beat. And I, I, I was one of them, because I heard that. I was like, oh, that's really short. And then I you actually too. looked up the 3DS battery life for a story. I'm like, oh, that's actually not very different. Yeah, and I just remember, like... um playing Pokemon Go this summer. Like when, if you were playing that, how long did your phone last? Right. Like, like two, three hours. Like people were plugging in uh, batteries for a reason. Uh, it, I, anything that where you're playing games nonstop on a system with a screen that's constantly on blaring light at you, it's just going to, it's not going to last that long. So I, it just, it sounds right in line with everything else. So yeah, I think based on that presentation, the only thing that was really holding it back was maybe the way Nintendo was presenting it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, but I, I can't imagine a 3DS too. No way, no way now. So, so do we want to want to name our what the best 3DS game was? Yeah, let's do that. Do you give me any opposition to Link Between Worlds? I cannot. Like that no, is seriously so good. I I'm I need to maybe do some reckoning and kind of go back and look at my favorite games of all time and see where Link Between Worlds lands because I I think it could it could be as high as two and maybe wow. it's like really I really really love that game a ton. Um, well, what's your What's your second? I'm curious because my second is probably Fire Emblem Awakening. I could uh, pretty easily fire them like Oh, you mean on on, on 3DS? Yeah, not Zelda, uh, just 3DS. Uh, yeah, probably I think it, I think it probably would be Fire Emblem. Um, <laughs> let me see. Let me look. Aren't we aren't we agreeable then? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I I, I like Picross 3D Round Two a lot, but I'm not going to argue. I have a, a Fire Emblem. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing that a ton right now. That game is so good. Um, <laughs> yeah, check it out, maybe. Cause... Yeah, you should. It's definitely worth it. I want also want to play that Pocket Derby, that horse racing like uh, solitaire game. People talk about that a lot. I haven't tried that. I was going to buy it, but then my wife went to labor. So yeah, you know. All right, Mike. Uh, yeah. Ooh. So yeah, uh, Link Between World Between Worlds is the best 3DS game. Number two is Fire. I mean, you just want to do the top five? Let's just do the top five. Let's sure. Well, num- all right. Cool. Let's do it. Because like yeah, Zelda. Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah. Okay, so one Zelda. I'll bring up the uh, thing here on the right. And then we'll finish it up. So what are some other things you would throw in there? Well, 3D Land should be in the top five, probably. I think so, too. Um, I mean, mm. and you seem to really like Picross, so you can put that there, and maybe you Dang can... Uh, right. And maybe you can put Smash Bros. in for me. That's, that's my, like, other pick. Yeah, it's looking pretty good. Um, I Like I said, I, like, I love Mario Kart and, and New Leaf, um, but those right. games... And- very much continuations of things I love about them. And yeah, you know, I like I like Bravely Default. I like Kirby a lot, but I like right. Smash Bros. more. So then... The typing. Yeah, I know. List I, making. I, I just got a like a quieter mechanical keyboard, and I haven't hooked it up yet because I'm, I'm lazy. Um, I have a very loud mechanical keyboard. I've got, like, the freaking Razer thing, and it's like... Which, wait, which Razer one? The Ornata? No, I think it's like the Chrome or whatever. Well, they're all Chroma. Well, shit, is it, I don't know. I mean, heck, I don't know. It's, is it or- Ornata or Black Widow? What? It's green. It glows green. Okay, it's probably probably Ornata, because it sounds about as clicky as mine, and mine's the Ornata. It's pretty so. clicky, yeah. Yeah, that's like this. I, lo- I love it. I love it. Actually, I actually so like the clickiness for myself, Me too. but like, yeah. it's very annoying when you're talking. Anyway. Exactly, yeah. Now we're just making a ton of noise. Okay, um, Mike, 
Yep. Uh, number five, best 3DS game, Smash Bros. Uh, four, Picross 3D Round 2. Number three, is Super Mario 3D Land. Number two, is Fire Emblem. And number one, A Link Between Worlds. I like it. Me too. We should just put a post about that. All right. Cool. Like uh, everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, we're done with this. I'm going to go either change my baby's diaper or take a nap. Um, I'm taking Mike, a nap. I'm tired. My dog yeah. throwing up all night. Ugh. What, what, what the hell's wrong with your dog? Oh, she gets the dog. She gets sick sometimes. No, okay. and, and you just get fat, keep her chocolate, I guess. Uh, all right, Mike, tell everyone <laughs> where they can find you on the internet. Well, I'm also on the Exploding Barrel podcast with my brother. We talk about games and other things. That's at evpodcast.com. I'm writing for GamesBeat all the time, so go to gamesbeat.com and check out what I'm writing about. And you can follow me on Twitter at Tolkoto, T-O-L-K-O-T-O. And I am, let's see, I'm... Okay, so I'm looking at the Google Doc rundown of our podcast to find out where I'm on the internet, and I see you've made some edits here, Mike. I am Jeff Grubb, Poop Butt, Fart McFarty's P-Man, CGI Face, Bad Dad, Odyssey to Buttland on Twitter. That's a ridiculous name, Jeff. It's pretty good, but I, I am on an Odyssey to Buttland almost <laughs> throughout my entire life, so yeah. <laughs> Mike, I can't stop thinking about New Dog City. I cannot. Stop uh, I love that idea so much. That's a, I love. I love it. I'm. I cannot. I, anybody who is like kind of poo poo on Super Mario Odyssey, I do not get it. I, that I, is great they, to talk to me. Yeah, they're they're nuts, and I don't. I do not like them as people because that <laughs> game. Just if, you don't, if you don't look at that game and be like, this is the most bizarre shit ever, right. and it's awesome. Like I don't know what to tell you. Oh it's man, like new duck city. Alternate fact stuff right there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm getting topical. Woo! Oh, he's so political, guys. Um, hey, all right, that's me. <laughs> I also make YouTube videos every once in a while. YouTube.com/slash Jeffrey Grubb. I'm I'm not going to do that for a while because I'm tired. Uh, we'll be back next week. Everybody, Yay. thanks for listening. Bye. I'm going to wave goodbye now to the video, and then I'm going to say that I waved goodbye on the podcast. I'm, I'm waving goodbye. Seriously. <laughs>